0: What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. This is as good a time as any to tell you that parental discretion is advised. When listening to After the Snap, I say some real fucked up shit. Hey everybody! Damn, we're almost there, y'all. We've made it to one—at least one—milestone, and that is the LA premiere of Avengers: Endgame. So we're we're almost at the finish line. At six o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday, April twenty-fifth, I will be kicking my feet up, getting ready to partake of some. Avengers in Gamery. Yes, I will. And hopefully, you will too. You'll be either that day or sometime that weekend, you'll be in the I've Seen It Club. And then we can start talking about when do we get to, to drop some spoilers, right? <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back and joining me for yet another episode of After the Snap. And if this is your first time, I know you're only here because you are so super excited for Avengers Endgame and you just want to hear anybody in the world talk about Avengers Endgame. So hopefully uh, this conversation goes well and I'll be seeing you again. Hopefully that's the case. But while I've got you here, let's talk about some other things first. First things first, how many of us watch Star Trek Discovery? Raise your hand if you watch Star Trek Discovery. I see you. And all I have to say is how about that finale? That was one hell of a finale for season two. And I don't episode by episode cover uh, Star Trek Discovery. Probably should start doing that with uh, season three. Or maybe heading into season three. We will see but I do know a podcast that does and that is Discussing Trek. Discussing Trek is a podcast that is dedicated to covering episode by episode the goings on on starship discovery. So they do an, an excellent job of breaking those scenes down, giving their opinions and telling where you, where they think the show is going to go next still waiting on their last episode that covers uh, Such Sweet Sorrow, which was the name of the last episode of Star Trek Discovery. So if you are all caught up on Star Trek Discovery and want to hear some, some good conversation about the uh, show, you can listen to Discussing Trek because that is who I listen to. One of my favorite Star Trek podcast in fact one of the podcasts they got that made me think you know what maybe I should get into to doing a podcast about the things that I love because they seem to have so much fun and so much enjoyment and they have a whole discussing network so go over check them out you can let them know after the snap sent you they probably don't know who I am but it's always good to be uh rubbing elbows with the bigger podcast right okay So in other news, I've got a very big announcement uh, that I will be doing on April 27th concerning the podcast, and I say April 27th because that is Saturday, so this week, our end of the week episode will not be on Friday, it will come out probably Saturday evening. And that is specifically because of Avengers Endgame. I'm going to see Avengers Endgame on Thursday and on Friday. And then Saturday morning, I'm going to sit down and do a recording session. So if you watch Avengers Endgame prior to 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday, and you send me your reactions, non spoiler non-spoiler reactions to uh, afterthesnap at gmail.com, I will include your reaction in my Saturday episode. How about that? So another big thing that's going on this week, uh, we'll be celebrating the big 175th day of After the Snap We'll we'll do that celebration on April twenty seventh as well. We'll be past the one hundred and seventy fifth day, and that'll make sure that nothing happens where I'm quitting before I actually hit day one seventy five. We're gonna get across the threshold because a study had shown that the or the average podcast that is started is abandoned by its host before it hits this one hundred and seventy fifth day. So, 175 days from the first upload, most podcasters abandon their podcast. But I didn't do that to you guys. I'm hanging in. I've got like literally just a few more days before I can say I made it over the threshold and I did not abandon my listeners, my audience. Also... Right about the same time on April 26th, I will be celebrating 90 days of not smoking. That's three months since I put tobacco down and have not looked back. So I've got lots of milestones, like crazy milestones this week. And I'm so glad to be able to share all of this happiness and giddiness with you. Now let's just get into a little, I won't call it anything major or spoilery or directly related to anything that is officially coming from this movie. I'm not talking about Avengers Endgame in an official capacity. You're going to get just one little tiny bit of speculation from me, actually more than one. And here's the first thing. Remember, when I did the episode about Captain Marvel and I said that one of the things that I felt that was very important for Brie Larson's Captain Marvel would be that she has a good camaraderie a good relationship that she's a good fit with the rest of the cast with the current cast okay how many of us I saw the uh, clip from Entertainment Tonight where Brie Larson and Chris Hemsworth and Don Cheadle were being interviewed, but it seemed just a little, just a little, uh, they were clippy with one another. They were kind of taking shots, really, at one another. And I'm wondering, okay, to myself, I'm saying to myself, self, are they acting is this them acting like they have a problem with one another or are they really being assholes to each other because i have never seen this before with the actors that are involved in any of the marvel projects i'm not saying that all of these actors just naturally get along with each other i'm saying that even if they don't it has never become apparent to us as fans that there is any bad blood and just her demeanor and his Chris Hemsworth uh, to, be, to be exact they just did not seem, the body language seemed like two people who really didn't want to be doing press together first of all and second of all it seemed like anything he said kind of got under her skin and that she was kind of firing shots and it was bothering him a bit. Did anybody get that vibe? This is the very thing that I said we did not need to happen because uh, where it is, there talks about Thor four. Now, that's a big fucking huge spoiler, if it is. But just because it's Thor 4 doesn't mean it has to star Chris Hemsworth. I mean, something else can happen. We're seeing all over the comic books now where uh, Jane Foster is the new uh, Valkyrie. So who knows? You know, I don't know. But I do know that that did not sit well with me. To, to see these two Key figures in the MCU kind of being short with one another and the things that they were saying to each other wasn't very nice so I'm wondering if this is a case of she's just not going to fit and if she's not going to fit I'm, t- I'm saying Marvel please don't force it I don't want to sound like the people who were quote unquote boycotting because of her uh, political stance, I could care less about what her political stance is. My concern is how does she fit in with the rest of the characters and are we going to get a person who is driving a wedge between these actors uh, this is, is she going to be toxic on set? This is like one of the very reasons that things didn't work out with Terrence Howard and things didn't work out with Uh, Ed Norton, because of certain personality conflicts and that kind of thing, you can't bring an an actor or actress into uh, something as established as the MCU and let them be the monkey wrench in the program. You just can't. So, I really hope that they were playing. I really hope they were just acting because I've never seen it before in the MCU and I probably would like to say I don't want to see it again. If it was real, if they really don't like one another and they were just throwing shots at each other, trying to be low, it wasn't low. Your fans noticed it. And if your fans noticed it, I'm pretty sure the big big wigs at Disney and Marvel noticed. You get paid as actors and actresses to to sell a story to make us believe as your fans people who are paying money to see your performances it's, your, your job is to make us believe a story the story may or may not be true you know we definitely know that the MCU is fictional but that's that's your whole job your whole job is to sell the dream So, we would appreciate it as fans if, even if you do have differences, that you still sell us the dream. Because now I'm concerned about the MCU. Very concerned. And even after seeing the movie, Avengers Endgame, I'm still going to be concerned. Because this is a big mashup where there are a lot of characters in three hours to tell a whole hell of a lot of story. What happens when we get a story where there's only three of our heroes in it, and those three heroes are going to be sharing the screen for two and a half hours, and we can we can uh, identify that these people have a problem, or it's been all through the news, or been all through the press that they all have a problem with one another. Who wants to who wants to sit around and? and watch that I don't know I don't know maybe I'm being a worrisome person for no reason but I was just very very taken aback by that entertainment tonight clip and you can let me know uh if you guys watched it and felt the same way moving on okay another thing that I ran across on the internet uh today was from Screen Rant and it was something that kind of made me think and it was like I made me go hmm and that is answering the question did Captain Marvel reveal how Thanos got the Mind Stone that is one thing that we never found out we never found out how Thanos got the Mind Stone in the first place in order to give it to Loki in the staff how did he get it in the first place? Screen Rant kind of speculates. It's written by Andrew Dice. <laughs> the screen Rant kind of speculates. So it's stemming from the point when Ronan the Accuser comes to Earth and he witnesses Carol putting on her light show after she had gone binary and got to just really doing all these ships and all that in. Uh, he witnessed her power. Then he realized at that time that the supreme intelligence was keeping secrets because until captain marvel got from under the influence of the supreme intelligence she her powers were not nowhere near as strong as they were after she got rid of the chip that was in her neck and kind of shook the supreme intelligence so now ronan gets to thank him well, if she, she's lying to her, she's she could be very well lying to me. And um, after accusing the hive mind, he learned the truth. The Kree intelligence was the mind stone all along. And then by, by the time we get to Guardians of the Galaxy, the Kree have an emperor. They no longer are underneath the supreme intelligence and Ronin won't use the mind stone so he goes and makes a deal with thanos he was going to uh give the he he wanted the power stone for the mind and the rest is history or something like that he he could have traded that mind stone just to get thanos ear and then thanos sent him on a mission hey you're giving me one thing here this mind stone if you go and get the power stone, I will destroy Xandar for you. I will destroy that whole planet. And that's when Ronan got smart and said, I hell. If you can do it, I can if I go get the damn stone, I might as well do it myself. So the rest is history. Decent theory. And I know I said I wasn't gonna do in-game theories moving in, but this is just something simple and it really ties back to Captain Marvel, not so much to endgame. game. Situation with the stones is completely over. Thanos did what he had to do in Infinity War. So now, how many of us have been watching all of these TV spots as they drop? And it's usually with almost the exact same footage, but it'll have a different voiceover. And then there was that one, the last one that I have seen. And I'm sure that there, one, there was one for today that I have not seen. But the last one that I saw, Thanos says, after I kill you, I'm going to burn this, whatever kind of planet he called it. He, he dogged the planet out and said he's going to burn it to cinders. So, I'm thinking to myself, Thanos, you know, now you just, you, you know, when you was just fighting the Avengers, that's one thing. But now you're talking about burning us all. You're talking about killing all of us. Now you got some problems. Now you got some problems. You're going to have every thug. Every hoodlum in the world. Every gangster. Every mobster in the world looking for you. There ain't no way in the world you're going to leave this earth alive. you talking about burning the earth to cinders. You know we don't do nothing but fight. That's what we do on earth. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he says he's going to burn it to cinders. And. I believe that that's what he wants to do. Yeah. So, but he said he's going to kill them. And my question then is do we think our, our Avengers, our core Avengers, are going to die in this movie? And a lot of people would say yes. Yes, they're going to die. But I just don't feel like it would be right to take all of the Avengers and kill them. It just. What what is the reason for going on? It's just like there's levels to this shit, <laughs> you know. You don't want to erase everything from the past, and we need something to anchor us from the past to the future. The the baton can be passed without killing everybody. So I thought to myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the probability it, or In my opinion, how probable is it for each of our core Avengers to live or die in Avengers Endgame? And you know, already know I'm biased, right? Okay, so Captain America, well, Captain America has already sacrificed himself once. So we know that he is more than willing to give his life for the greater good. But should he have to? He's already done it once. He deserves some happiness. Um, He's basically been thrown into the, the 21st century. And he's acclimating himself. But have we seen Captain America happy? And I venture to say no, we have not. In this time, he has not spent a lot of time just being happy. Is it fair to kill him off and he hasn't had a moment of happiness? So I think as far as Captain America goes for Avengers Endgame, I think at the end of Avengers Endgame, he should retire, but the door should be left open for him to come back and make cameo appearances here and there. But he doesn't have to be an active part of the Avengers anymore after this big war with thanos that they they're going to have even i'm i'm guessing okay then we have iron man so iron man has iron man's quality of life been up to par now, i know he's a billionaire and he was a playboy he had all of that time he did everything under the sun but The last few years, especially these years, he's also been prepared to make the big sacrifice, which is his life. He's lived with this knowledge that this battle was coming. This situation was a certainty. It was going to come, and here it is. So now he's been preparing for this moment for years. His presence is too large. It looms too heavy over the MCU. He has basically prepared himself, and he will be preparing the rest of the team for this fight, and then there's the whole Pepper getting, he and Pepper getting married thing. I would hope that the MCU wouldn't get us all geeked up for Tony, just Tony and Pepper tying the knot and going off to have children and live happily ever after just to kill him before this happens so I think that Tony will fall back into the role that he was supposed to have with S.H.I.E.L.D. in the first place which is being a consultant so Tony will still be around but he is not going to be on the front lines in these battles any longer he and Pepper will get married to me in my opinion hopefully and have their family There's that. That's my opinion on that. Here we go with Thor. Asgard needs Thor. I know that Asgard has been cut down to a quarter of its population. But that quarter of the population still needs a leader. And Thor is just coming into his own. He's just getting to the point where he would be the best leader for Asgard, the closest thing to Odin. And plus, there are those talks of Thor 4. But again, like I said, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be Chris Hemsworth, but if it ain't broke, why fix it? If you're bringing back Taika Waititi, you're having a Thor 4, why wouldn't you bring Chris Hemsworth back? And there have been uh, interviews where Chris Hemsworth has stated himself that he would play this role for a very long time in so many words. I think he said uh, he will play this role as long as they let him. And I feel like let him turn to Odin playing this role. <laughs> he can play it that long. I don't think Thor is going to die in Avengers Endgame. Okay, now Hawkeye. Hawkeye has the most to lose. He's got a whole fucking family. He's got a wife and children. They've been dusted. Now suppose, just suppose that they're brought back, but he loses his life. How unfair would that be? How horrible would that be for the family? It would still be a hole in the family. You're leaving these children without a father. I don't think that that is... I mean, I know the whole Bambi Disney has done it a million times, Mufasa. So I know that it can happen. But is it going to happen? Are you going to kill Hawkeye when he's got a whole family? I don't think... See, like, Ant-Man is more expendable because... His daughter has a stepfather who is a good guy. So you see, okay, he's a good guy, he really loves a little girl. She would just be she would lose her real dad, but she still has a father figure. If you don't see that. That that's not a probability with Hawkeye's kids. I just think it would be kind of low down because his family needs him. It'll be low down to 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 kill him off. So, I think Hawkeye is safe. He's going to retire. You hear that his uh, show on Disney Plus is going to be about him training a new archer. So, I think he's going to train a new archer. And I think he's going to go and have a seat somewhere. And I think he should. Take care of your family, Clint. Which brings us to Banner. Banner. He and Hulk... We expect for them to come to terms in this movie. And, hell, he's tried to kill himself before. So, I'm wondering, like, how, how, how would you kill Hulk? <laughs> Thanos would have to do something with, with the gauntlet to get rid of Hulk and just kill him off. And I don't... I can't say that that will not happen... I'm saying that we're gonna close the arc out where Hulk and Banner learn uh, to work together in this body. So, are we gonna kill him before we see that in action? We, before we see that come to fruition? Because it's impossible, I think, for it to become for it to come to fruition in this movie. Because, of course, yeah, the movie is three hours long, but you got 75 characters that somehow going to be in play in this movie. And I just don't think that Banner is going to die. But if I had to say anybody, it would be 50-50 him. 50-50 chance that Banner is going to bite the dust. Even though I don't know how that would happen, Banner is going to bite the dust. Okay last but not least we've got Black Widow you know Black Widow has zero ties except for to Hawkeye's family she's an aunt it would be nice to see her settle down but would she really ever settle down would she really ever trust anybody enough to settle down Maybe if uh, they revisit the whole her and Banner thing, but do we really want to see that relationship? I don't. I don't want to see that relationship. It was cute for a moment, but no, not for a long term. I think that if, if I was putting probabilities, she has the highest probability of dying. And I know she's getting a movie and all of that. And I don't want any of them to die now. So let's just let's just put that out there too. But if I'm putting probabilities on it, I would say she has the highest probability of biting the dust. And I don't want her to. But she is the most human outside of Hawkeye. Who Hawkeye, again, he has his family. She does not have a family. They are both really really vulnerable because they are both regular humans their skills are tied to uh very very close well a uh, hawkeye can hit you from anywhere with an arrow but she has to kind of be close to you to affect you she can shoot somebody with a gun but what is a gun gonna do against Thanos? So, even if she got close to Thanos and going into hand-to-hand combat, Thanos will rip her to pieces. So, now the question is only what, what, in what way would she be protected if this battle got big and out of control? And the answer is she wouldn't. She would not be protected. So, she, to me, is the most likely person to be killed off in Avengers Endgame. And I hope that I'm wrong. I really and truly do. Yep, but that's what I think I think. And our next episode, the next time you and I talk, we'll be heading into the MCU Unknown. That'll be all after Endgame. Our next big movie event is Dark Phoenix. If you want to call that a big movie event, I know a lot of people have a lot of things to feel some type of way about Dark Phoenix. But on the other side of Avengers Endgame, maybe, you know, if there's not a whole lot of news at some point, probably after we are very tired of talking about Avengers Endgame. So I'll say right around the middle of May, we will jump into some X-Men stuff because we have to move on. Some people move on, and we're gonna be one of them. We're gonna move on, (laughs) yes, whatever it takes. Doesn't mean we can't still talk about Avengers Endgame or whatever else you guys would like to talk about. But the big movie event is Dark Phoenix, so that's gonna be our big thing to look forward to after Avengers Endgame. Remember again this week's episode. We'll be on Saturday instead of Friday. And if you see Endgame prior to 10 a.m. on Saturday, I would love, love, love for you to send me your non-spoiler reaction. I'd also like to hear from you about anything that we talked about today on the show. You can catch me at AfterTheSnap at gmail.com or on any of the social medias. Twitter is at SnapAfter. Facebook after the snap and Instagram is after the snap 2018. You can also donate to the podcast, become a patron at patreon.com slash after the snap. There are different tiers. You can start for as little as $1 a month. I may go and change the tiers, but I may not. But right now, $1 a month, and I will give you a survivor shout-out. And things move up from there. I think it's like five bucks a month. I give you survivor shout-out. And I'll send you one of my promotional pins, buttons, uh, T-shirts, mugs, all of that. Just go over to patreon.com afterthesnap after the snap. And you will see what kind of swag is available. I would also like for everyone who is within the sound of my voice... To subscribe to me on whatever podcast player you are listening to this episode on right now. Subscribe to the show so you will always be notified when a new episode is available. And outside of that, man, what an amazing time we're in right now. We just got to make it a few more days, guys, and I will see everybody in the end game, right? Right. So, since I've got nothing else for you this week, yes, it's a short one compared to the way it's been for the last few weeks, but since I've got nothing else for you, I will catch you on the flip.